Welcome to a wild weird. There we go. All right. Hey guys, welcome to the wild weird. I'm here with my guest Alex of Converse with o- conversing with oceans. Hey man, I appreciate you coming on and talking with me. I mean, like I love having conversations with people that are one doing cool things, doing something they love, and playing awesome music. Well, thank you, thank you for having me, Greg. It means a lot. Oh, thank you for coming on, man. Um, so like, first off, like. Where did all this begin? Where did your story begin? Where did like when did you know that hey, I'm doing music, this is yeah. what I love, and I'm going to do it for a very long time? Ah, uh, yeah, that's. I think the first thing I ever re- recall doing, like you know, when you talk about childhood memories, yeah, the first thing I ever uh, remember doing was performing a concert in in the living room for my grandparents and my family. Um, yeah, back this was back in Russia. So I was uh, a baby, maybe about two years old, but I was performing a concert and I was actually uh, getting so into it that I fell and busted my lip and I still have the scar on my Dedication. lip. Dedication, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> punk rock. I was punk rock too. So uh, yeah, um, that, awesome. that's my earliest memory. So I've been like performing, writing, recording music uh, for as long as I could remember. See, that that seems to be like a like a ongoing trend with artists I've noticed. It's like it's mm-hmm. never... Like I've rarely heard the story of like something happening later on in life. And there are those stories, you know, there are people that like discovered it late twenties and early twenties, early thirties, and everybody's story is different. And, but one thing I've noticed is that a lot of this starts off with like family support, you know, like, like you going up in front of your grandparents and kind of getting that feeling and it's like it's tied to your memory. It happened at such a young yeah. age that you could still remember it because it was so hey, it's a core memory. Yeah. And just to like, and you know, that can go one of two ways. It could have been negative, like positive. Because like me as a kid, I remember like I have one older brother and one older sister, and they're quite a bit older than me. My brother's seven years older than me, and my sister is six years older than me. And you know, mm-hmm. you could do something, and they're just like making fun of you doing the whole older brother older sister thing you know just yes. making fun of their little yeah, sure. brother kind of things like that and those are the things that kind of lock in our brains and kind of influence the rest of our lives because i've realized yeah. the older i've gotten that so many impactful decisions in our lives are like started at a young age yes. you know? yeah. and it's kind of like predestined yeah. to think like to like one thing that i thought was super cool i've noticed with your music because like uh I saw I do you, you know Eliza from Hot Moms Club? Right, sure. So she was turning me on to your stuff and she brought you up and I was like, I gotta check out his music. So oh, I, looked, nice. I looked up your music. Thanks, Eliza. <laughs> Shout out Eliza and yeah. follow Hot Moms Club on Instagram. Yes, and, yes. Um, but like what thing I the first thing I noticed was like the variety and kind of way you could the way that you could branch out and do like different sounds of music like I, I remember the first song I listened to was Wasted I believe that you feed uh, I forgot her name but sorry like, yeah uh yeah. that whole vibe that you had like that the video was amazing by the way I love the quality uh, of it the way the like thank you that's our, our buddy Lou. it was yeah, super cool and like how she was on the tv screen and everything like that just the artist the the artistry of that was freaking cool oh. no thank you yeah, I uh, gotta 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 give shout outs to my boy uh sweet Lou. That's that's all him. So okay, and uh just like the way it was set up, because you, you know, you were telling a story, like it was kind of showing one individual throughout, and then you uh performing on the stage in that bar. And I was like, oh, I was like, just the vibe of that. That's like what like I I, I don't know how other people react when they see certain performances, but like when I see let's say like a big arena act, right? I talked about this sure. uh, with Eliza and like, when you go to a big arena act for me, it feels like you're going for the experience with everybody else, right? It doesn't feel mm-hmm. as personal, but it's a, it's kind of a communal experience. Mm-hmm. Where, 
like the experiences I like the most are when you're in that like small venue, either like a small club, theater, Same. bar, like yes. it's so personal. Yeah. You feel yes. Yes. Absolutely. And, like, I felt that I felt that vibe just from the video. Oh like, my God. Well, thank you, man. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. That, I, I gotta say a lot of that was Louis choices. Cause he's our longtime videographer. He actually, we became friends with him because he was a, a fan of the band, my other band, the moments Word. And he would come to shows and this kid was super creative. He'd bring like posters and shit. And as he grew up, he got into videography and like, we've worked together on multiple videos now, but now we're at a level where basically like we kind of communicate um, the idea of the song. Uh, very, like he, he knows the, the feeling we're trying to capture and he kind of captures that with the video. So all those choices you're talking about uh, where it's like close and intimate. I mean, that song is a very personal song. Um, it's about struggling with addiction. It's about having loved ones that have addiction and how like we wanted it to feel like very in your face, you know, how that stuff like really pulls you in. And it's this like good time. Um, you're, you're having a great time. And it, it's just like right there with you so close that you can almost, you can't see the forest for the trees, you know? Exactly. So that, that was, yeah. And it, it seemed very personal. Like I, like, I feel like any, a lot of people can relate to that experience of like Thank going you. to the bar with your buddies or your friends and just like either getting too wasted where you don't remember yeah. and, or just like, but there, there's still that communal experience where it's yes. like yes. all meeting in one location to be with each other. Sure. And, you know, and like the message of that song, it was just so nice. And then I diverted and went to like other songs that you had, like the most recent one. And like, it's just your variety and the way you can expand like Thank what you. type of music you can do was Thank you. like, it's just, it's, you know, I say this, I'm starting to get repetitive, but it is so refreshing to see people who can do that. They're not like one dimensional and like, you seem very adjustable. Like you're like, oh, and you have many ways and angles of like of expressing yourself. And that's refreshing to see, that. man. Uh, dude, well, thank you for saying that because it, it, it is something um, I, I've been working on um, intentionally for a long time. I've, I've, I kind of, you know, I come from like a punk rock, rock, indie rock band background where we, we had a very, very consistent sound. And then starting this project, Conversing with Oceans, I was kind of just now on, on my own, more or less, with like, obviously with my friends helping me make music, but I had a lot of um creative freedom with this and i was like what do i want to do and then i was like fuck i could do literally anything i want i i don't have to subscribe to any genre to um it, it's just about what the song that's coming through me at the moment is trying to convey and trying to do justice to that so, do so you thank you like, thank you for you know oh dude no thank you i mean just like what so when you feel what gets you inspired? Like, you know, every, I feel like every artist has their own process, whatever triggers them to start writing, to uh, start producing, get just to hop on a guitar and play or hop on a piano. Like, what do you say triggers you kind of gets you like, Oh, I need to hop on an instrument and kind of get these juices flowing. Honestly, I, uh, I'm still just as baffled by the process as I ever was. Like it just happens at the most random times. Um, it's a lot of times I'll wake up with a song, just a melody, words. Sometimes it'll be a full song um, and I'll, you know, have a gift that morning, basically, that I could uh, jot down or wake up in the middle of the night and, you know, with my acoustic guitar and record or do some uh, voice notes. Um, other times the process is very deliberate where, where I'll, I'll sit and I'll just have like kind of an inkling, you know, kind of like maybe a couple of notes in my head floating around or maybe nothing at all and I just sit down with my instrument and then the thing it just it almost like it sounds cheesy but but it's like I almost got to get out of the way for that process to occur um because I I don't know I just when when it when it's done right um to me anyway when it feels right it it's almost like I'm just this vessel letting this thing flow through you know so that's been that's been my number one thing and just 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 um always trying to make time for that and respecting it too. Like I've noticed when I do get those ideas, like people around me, my wife knows that like, if I'm in that mode, I have to, I have to, uh, I have to be respectful of that. I have to be mindful and I have to kind of 
try to get it down at least in, in, in some part. Yeah. No, like, and that's really interesting because from listening to people and kind of different, everybody's got their own kind of process. But sure. one thing that seems pretty common is like the vessel aspect of like just letting things flow. Mm. That's really hard to do because people I seem mm. seem to get in their heads mm. a lot about any decision, second guessing themselves, um, sure. wondering like, oh, is this a good idea? It's just like people are so introspective all the time that with good artists, I've noticed that they they just kind of let it flow, like kind of that natural flow state, that Zen state of like, oh, this is happening. I'm gonna yeah. let it happen. Can't really explain why it's happening. I don't know, or do I care? But then I'm a, I'm gonna let it go, and I think yeah. that's like that's art, you know. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah. So like one thing I noticed, like as a you know, I've done some research. I like to be a little well known on my guests, mm. but I noticed that like, uh, so you're from New York. You're born in Russia, mm-hmm. moved to the United States when you were little, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, so like, eight years old. Yeah. And you went to school in New York, I believe, right? In college. In the, in the Bronx, yeah. So I went to, uh, to school here. And um, so I heard that you played in a battle of the bands, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how would you, was that your first experience? Like, was that like one of the first performances? Because I know you had, you know, like there's probably a lot leading up to that, but was that like a big yeah. milestone for you? That was a big moment because, um, yeah, so we, we played a lot in our local scene. Like th- th- there was a great music scene in the Bronx growing up. It was called the Bronx Underground. And honestly, we were given opportunities to like play on the stage at like 14, 15 years old before wow. we even knew how to play our instruments. So that, yeah, when I tell kids about that now, it's like it's so rare, you know, to have that. Um, and nobody sucked, which we all did at the time. But like we saw each other's bands and we're like okay we want to practice to be as good as these guys and we you know you kind of built that rapport with your community so that was a very special part of growing up but actually the battle of the bands it was the college battle of the bands um that happened the time that we were on tour with a moment's worth and i remember i got the call i think we were in uh north carolina at the time and evan from college battle he called me and he just said you know i found your contact information um we're having our first uh, college battle of the bands is basically uh, uh, it consists of of, of camp uh, or bands that are in college all over the country competing against each other and so yeah I mean that, that that's that was uh we, we never did anything like that so that was a very cool experience that's awesome yeah because I like like I've only been to one battle of the bands and it was like mm-hmm. a, I believe it was at the Aladdin theater about mm-hmm. six years ago and it was kind of like a oh, heavy nice. metal like yeah. battle of the bands and i was like yeah. and this was like right when i'm getting used like i just started going to uh local venues in my city and checking out bands like nice. i was always like you know mm-hmm. kind of i was a very insecure early 20 year old where like mm. i went from like having a you know one or two friends in high school that i was hanging out with i, I knew a lot of people but you know we all had like one or two close friends and out of high school then i'm like i end up like moving to washington mm-hmm. about 10 minutes north of portland oregon that's awesome yeah and yeah it's a very nice area very suburb like suburb and mm-hmm. slightly rural in some parts mm-hmm. just like it's like a city mixed with some open farmland it's a nice area mm-hmm. but you know i grew up in portland so it was like yeah. oh, that was what i knew and uh that's when i was like you know i'm gonna start going to these shows i had like a mild form of social anxiety so i kind of i was kind of avoiding going out i yeah. get brave sometimes to go and yeah, that's brave <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's gotten better you know i'm 31 now and uh i'm married i got two kids and nice. i go to shows all the time and i, I don't know yeah. why i deprived myself of it for so long but it's um, the best isn't it it's the it's the best i tell everybody like yeah. it is dude like you go, just, by, you go by yourself too or no i i go by my i just recently went to the first yeah. one by myself it's um, fun i i thought it was going to be kind of awkward right because you're like no who am i going to talk to uh i I don't want to be that guy that's alone at the bar and uh, i was all in my head about it and then i end up like because like thing i like to do is uh i i'll go like uh local venue sites and just look up local shows what bands are playing and me and my wife will go i'll be like i'll I'll figure out like 
I'll play her music. I always do this. I'll get the songs. I've done. I've already played your music it's for my same. wife. She loves oh, it. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, dude. No, no, like thank you. That's what I'm saying. You're bringing people together. It's awesome. And uh, so I'll play the music, and we'll decide if we want to go. And yeah. so uh, I just like I, there was this local band playing, and uh, I was like, oh, they're really cool. I want to go check this out. They had one song on Apple. And I was like, oh, this is cool. It's kind of, I like the vibe. I'm going to go. His tickets were, they weren't expensive. It was not a thing. I've been to the venue yeah, before. Like Doug Fur. It was like really, really nice like place to uh, hang out and like chill and listen to music. Cool atmosphere. And I go to my wife and I'm like, hey, you want to go? It's like, ah, oh, I can't. I got I to gotta work that night. I'm like, ah, oh, okay. And I already bought the tickets. So I'm like, oh, I don't want to return the tickets. It's not, it's not like, I would get them on Ticketmaster. So yeah. I couldn't. I didn't think about returning them. I was like, what's the return policy? They're committed. So I, yeah. went. I went. I met so many cool people. Yeah. I met a dude at the bar who was dating the sister of the guy that was in the band. We yeah. talked. He told he was a huge D&D guy. So all, all we did was talk about nice. Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> for a little bit. It was cool. Right. And I was like, why do I get in my head about these things? You know, like, yeah. why do I just avoid these cool atmospheres and these experiences so i i completely stopped doing that now i'm just like that's awesome. i want to talk to whoever i want to talk to yeah. uh i want to talk to interesting people doing cool shit and doing cool music and if they want to talk to me as well that's cool like if not i understand you know they never met me they don't know yeah. like i thought it was extremely generous of you to uh reach back to me because i was like anybody who is oh, gonna man. take the time out of their day to speak to somebody they don't know like you know has good intentions is pure-hearted and is it is in it for the art? And of course, like people, like they want to get themselves out there and talk. And I, and I try to I try to let them know that I'm here to, like, if I can do any encouragement, any promotion, anything that could help, and not want anything in return, you know, like like of course, I, like it'd be nice, like it'd be nice for like for the like people to come and listen to promote you, so no more people know about you. And that's like my goal is like, I want to share with people, cool people. And it's been a, a cool venture. So it, yeah. that's awesome. And that's inspiring, by the way, just like everything you told me, I'm just like kind of taking it in. That's, that's awesome. Um, yeah. I, I just wanted to say that I think like um, one of my favorite lines ever is, uh, is uh, from a band called Goldfinger. They're like a, a ska punk band. Uh, it's still around, but uh, the, uh -huh. one of my first concerts that I went to, but the line goes uh, thinking life, and living life are two very different things. The first one being harder than the last. So it's yeah. like, it's always, when, whenever you get in your head about stuff, it's like, sometimes, again, you just got to move out of the way. But like, um, I got good vibes from you right away. Like when you reached out and like, I saw a bit, um, I saw, um, not the whole thing yet, but I saw a bit of your interview with Eliza as well. And I was like, oh, this dude's awesome. And I, I think that stuff online, as much noise as there is out there, I think it's also easier to tell like, genuine folks you know like just just trying to do good things for the art so thank you thank you for doing that man i'm 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 humbled and honored to, to speak to you about this stuff oh dude it is so refreshing that like it comes off that way because sometimes I, I worry like are people gonna get the wrong impression are they gonna assume i'm in it for ill intent or something you know people can take it so many ways and i get in my head a lot about like am i coming off weird am i coming off like a certain way you know just how we, yeah. we don't i, I don't want to give off a bad yeah. impression or a bad vibe no not at all not at all you're not <laughs> oh good you're not at all. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know and like it's i feel like people like to promote others to benefit themselves you know and mm -hmm. i was like well when i started this podcast I, I i knew that for one wanted to promote portland in a better point of view because you know mm. i say this every episode that portland always had this rep like uh reputation of being a certain way and certain types of people and growing up in portland it was never like that for me and still yeah. i go to portland i live 10 minutes north and i go to portland yeah. probably two to three days a week yeah. just to, the bronx can relate by the way the bronx can relate <laughs> that's what i'm saying and that's the cool yeah. thing about yeah. the bronx like yeah. you said there's like you always, you had a lot of support and you you hear artists in the past uh that came out of new york staten island like you know, you got like the older uh, 90s rappers, hip hop groups, like a tribe called Quest. You got oh, sure. Wu-Tang coming out of Staten Island, right? And or comedians even coming out of New York. And it can come off as kind of intimidating to outsiders. But the people that live in it know like, hey, you know, it's competitive. But it's competitive because people are supportive. It's like, yes, 
if it wasn't competitive, nobody would improve in anything. You'd just be yep. stagnant. Like you have a respect for the people in the art performing and doing the art, but you also have like an obligation to represent a little bit. You know, you're like, like I'm from this city and it's a part of you. It's not all of you, but it's a part of you and it always will be. And I think that's like that communal experience of like when you've met other artists in New York that are trying to do the same thing that you're doing, trying to mm -hmm. improve themselves, write good music. Uh, go out there, perform some shows, try to make the next show better than the previous show, encouraging other artists to not stop and to continue doing it and to improve. And that we need more of that. Yeah, like absolutely. People, people need more encouragement. We're yeah. like not trying to get too like psychological, but society seems to be a little focused on individualism and mm. nothing wrong with wanting to be better and to think about yourself and improve your life. You know, it's like people who like realize they have like some mental health things they need to work on, whether it's anxiety or social anxieties or just communication. And just to be aware of that is good. But like mm. they're like to see people not consumed by narcissism and to to be focused and motivated by uh, encouraging others to express themselves and them doing it in return because there's like this non-communication there's like this this kind of non-verbal communication that's happening saying oh i get you and mm -hmm. and then it allows for collaboration you know because mm -hmm. you like you've met probably producers like i i saw on i saw on your um on this article i was reading about dude there's so many articles about you i read this one that you got to work with a producer that worked with Chance the Rapper and Francis of the Lights? Oh, yeah, yeah, Nate Fox. So, yeah, he's, he's awesome. He actually mixed our, our uh, last record, the album that we put together. He's a, a very, very talented, awesome, nice, humble dude. Dude, I've, I've, I've heard people speak so highly of him because I've watched interviews yeah. with people that have talked yeah. about him. And just to be able to see, like, guys like that who, you know, kind of like... Uh, I'm trying to think of that guy's name. Do you know who Rick Rubin is? Sure, sure. So Rick Rubin, I watched a documentary about this fellow. Uh, Very interesting man. You know, he's worked with legends from like Metallica, NSYNC, yeah. uh, Slipknot. Everyone, basically yeah. every mainstream rock band you can imagine yeah. that yeah. had hit records. And, and, you know, every producer seems to have their own formula. You know, you have some hip hop producers that are very like, I make the beats, I write the lyrics, you do this. Mm -hmm. One thing I found really intriguing about Rick Rubin is that his philosophy seems to like just, oh, I'm going to try to bring out the best version of yourself. I'm not, you know, mm -hmm. I'm just going to sit back and listen and give my mm -hmm. feedback and kind of push and motivate you to bring out what's in there that you probably didn't even realize is in there. And I love that. I feel like you don't really get these stories that much anymore, you know, and mm -hmm. I, I feel like post COVID we're, we're getting a lot more of this because the arts and kind of like this um, artistic expression seemed very suppressed for a while because people were stuck at home, you know, people yeah. couldn't, they couldn't um, go out and perform in front of people. It was either performing in front of their computer, performing by themselves or family members that they were staying with or being with whoever they were around, even if it was their cat or their dog. I bet you for two years, there was probably some people that their two cats were their audience, you know, and they could have written really yeah. good music for their two cats. And, and, yeah. just, and I had this conversation with my wife where I was like, like, you know, I feel like post COVID you're going to get a lot of kind of like, especially in the cities, I would say mainly in the cities where arts are kind of on the forefront, New York city, uh, LA, Portland, Seattle, Portland, yeah. kind of individualized cities that have their own style and um, kind of own culture. And it's starting to happen. And I was like, you yes. know what? I need to get on this. I want to talk to these people. Not necessarily like be a part yeah. of their rise, but just to talk to them about like, sure. like what is the next step for them? What what are the what what are they doing? Because like there's mm -hmm. been so much art stewing in people and it's yes. I feel like it's exploding right now. And it's like a renaissance. It's not getting enough attention. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, no, so absolutely. Like, and it, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, go right ahead. No, what what I was gonna say is that like I just feel uh, everything you said so so uh, so deeply because 
I think that that COVID period was the first time uh, I was having a conversation like uh, uh, with my wife when it first happened and, and telling her that like it, every month since I was 14, I had always played a show. Like at least I had at least one show a month since wow. I was like 14, 15. And that was the first period that I was like, wow, there's been no shows for like two, three months, like four months, but you know, and that, and that to me was like, who am I like? And then I realized, all right, I got to do something with this. And then all these songs started coming up and like all of that stuff. But yeah, absolutely. I think there's such a big wave and like, just, I'm seeing it in the Bronx now. It's like the community is so much more united than it was before. Um, there's so much more variety in music. Uh, it just, it, and, and I see that like, I, I went out to a few shows in Brooklyn recently and it's like that, that same rise again of like, just artists who are doing stuff that's new and exciting and the people around them are so encouraging and so supportive. It's like, it, the inspiration is like palpable. And I think it took, you know, as many uh, awful things that came with COVID, there were some good things that, that people realized the importance of community. People realized the importance of art. People realized the importance of just like simple shit that we took for granted, you know? Exactly, like just, that you just kind yeah. of just took for granted and that was kind of always there. But you never realized yeah. it because you were so busy. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So I think I think it snapped a lot into perspective on a collective level. Oh, yeah. No, like, it's it's amazing. Because, I mean, like you said, like, out of all the bad things that happened during COVID and the people that either lost their lives or got sick, and you see, like, it forced you to take a time out. It forced yeah. you to sit back and reflect in yourself and be like, and... Yeah. You know, it was good for a lot of people. Some people probably, you know, probably not so good, unfortunately. But yeah. like, the, it was a time for self-reflection. And like, like you said, sure. for somebody who was performing a show every month for years, and they're just to have that taken away from you without any permission, without you saying, yeah. "Oh, I'm allowing this," it was just taken. And now you have to cope and adjust. And you could do one of two things: you can give up. Or you can make best uh, in the best use of your time, you know, yeah. like one thing I've always enjoyed is talking with people and during COVID happened, if anything, I talk too much. Like I, I'm a rambler. I say a lot of stupid stuff. I don't even care anymore. You're good. You're good. You're good. What, you know, as long as I'm not irritating people. Yeah. But the one thing that COVID taught me was before COVID, I was kind of a people pleaser. Like I always mm. told people what they wanted to hear, even mm. if it made me feel uncomfortable and kind of like I never wanted to say I always felt like I just had to like put other people's feelings ahead of mine mm. and, and that all started to change when I met my wife because when I met my wife my wife was like like I, I am so lucky to meet a person who I would consider the coolest person I know the nicest mm. person I know and the smartest person I know I and, love that. and we've been married for about six years now and oh, that's, congrats, man. that's awesome right yeah. I think she, even when I decided I was going to do the podcast and it was yeah. going to take up time and it was a huge investment. And she was like, I fully support anything you're doing. You That's can't awesome. hate somebody who's going to yeah. emotionally, financially, and just be there no matter how, if it turns out good yeah. or if it turns out bad, yeah. because they love you and they support you. Well, That's such a blessing. Felt like made, allowed us to sit and think about that towards ourselves. Like, what are, yeah. why are we compromising ourselves? Why are we doing mm -hmm. these things? Why are we making these decisions? And COVID allowed me to, hey, you need to stop trying to please other people and put other people's feelings above your own and be mm -hmm. scared of expressing yourself in the way that you want to express yourself. And um, first thing I thought, I was like, okay, well, let's get out of your comfort zone. So I was like, how do I get out of my comfort zone? You need to talk to people, especially people you don't know. And I was like, okay, I can learn from people I don't know. That's one thing I learned is that I love learning about people. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, What's the best way to do that? It's just ask to talk to them, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what's your story? What yeah. What do you like to do? What How are you feeling? What drives you? What What do you love? What do you not love? What What is something that kind of like fuels your spirit? And mm -hmm. and to hear that from people, and for people to be so open about it, like like anytime I have a guest that comes on and says, "I love to talk to you," I'm always surprised. By this, the welcoming of it, like the thank you and the appreciation. I, I don't even ask for it or expect it from anybody. And it's nice that people just, people do that. 
and it's it always surprises me. Like I shouldn't be, we shouldn't be ever, we shouldn't ever be surprised by people's nice behavior. And I don't know if it's been our culture that has done that to people or done that to me, but like the more this podcast has been going on and I've gotten to speak with people, it's it's helped me realize that there's the real world and then there's the world that the internet and the news and television want you to see. And oh, it's absolutely. not like that at all. Thousand percent. Yeah. You know, and I feel like if people just took the time to get out of their comfort zone and communicate yeah. with people about how they feel and the things that they love, they would realize that. But everything is so busy. And I think now people reshifted their priorities. And maybe there mm. might be, you know, we're gonna there's always gonna be something in the future that is gonna happen to our country. It's gonna shift our attention and shift our feelings and our emotions. And I think that you know, even those catastrophes, we come together in those catastrophes and those bad situations. And I, I, I so look forward to like the next, like next couple of years of art and expression, because like, you know, like you said, in New York, you see these people coming together and expressing themselves in a variety. Like there's new genres of music popping up, art, people doing new things, and they get the local support and they get the online support of people who are interested in the same things as them and believe in them. And we've never had that in history, you know, and yeah. people could focus on that and be like, hey, let me focus on like absorbing energy of positive, like the positive energy of people that are supportive of me, or I can focus on all the negative stuff. And like, we need more positivity. And I feel like you with your music and your creative expression are providing that. And like, look, dude, you're, you're sitting in your car talking to me. You could have easily been like, Hey, let's talk another day. No, but you're like, you know what? I'm going to talk to you on my commute. Uh, that, thank, I, again, it's, it's my honor. And you're, you're speaking very much to my heart. So, so yeah, a lot, a lot of what you're saying, I could, um, I could re relate to on a very deep level, man. And, and kudos to your wife too, because I think that's so awesome to have uh, a supportive partner in your life who lets you uh, do the things, who helps you grow in those things, you know, who encourages you. Like I'm, I'm blessed to have that myself. And, you know, I have two little kids now. So, so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's the best thing, honestly, it really is. It is. Um, Cause they teach, they teach you to do that for yourself too. Right. And, and they teach you to do that for others. Um, and it, and it's really something that like, when that, when that's what you focus on, when, when, when you focus on just the goodness of the people around you and, and then, uh, dare I say goodness of people in general, um, mm -hmm. you see a lot more of it. You see a lot more of it. You're more open to it. Um, and that's, I mean, I've always been fortunate enough to have that here in the Bronx where like we've had a community who's like, listen, I don't care if you can't play your instrument or you can't sing, come up on stage and we'll fucking love you and support you and hold you up. And it just, it, it created, um, a very ripe environment for uh, massive amounts of talent to, to grow out of. So, so yeah. No, dude, like I totally get that. Like, and it's been, it's kind of been hitting me hard lately. Like in the neighborhood I live in, uh, not the best neighborhood. Like it's, it's, it's kind of like one of those, how do you say like gentrifying neighborhoods? Like it was a not so great area, but a lot of people during COVID unfortunately got like, take like they couldn't afford their rent and Close. they had to leave Close. so like i live in a neighborhood yeah. that went from like not so that went it's like kind of empty now because of yeah people yeah, can't live sad. where they want to live and it's sad and and it kind of made me think about like what can i do to help i don't really even know like i'm like i i, I can only control so much you know i like I, I you don't you want to help in a way that's not going to put people that you know in danger like i don't want to mm. like go help somebody at two o'clock in the morning with my kids. Cause that's, then that's irresponsible of me uh, putting my kids in that predicament. But also like, there are these little things that we can do. And, yeah. and it's, I feel like kind of like a duty to do so, even if it's subtle, it's like saying thank you to yeah. somebody when they open the door. Sure. And like, that, that's another thing that happened to me a lot lately is that homeless people yeah. have been doing nice things to, for me. I'm oh. like, like nobody ever talks about that. People think like homeless people yeah. are just taking things and that's not true at all they're people Human with bad beings. circumstance of that's it of course of course yeah you know yeah, and, no. totally and like but if so one thing i noticed too back to like your like your origin story of your come up in new york right 
So like, um, did you have anybody that you went to school with in like college, high school that you kind of took inspiration from that or that inspired you to kind of push forward with your music? Um, honestly, it's so so I've been very lucky. Um, in that sense, is that the people I met in like fifth grade, one of my best friends now, uh, Frank, I, I made you know, I, I've grown up, I play, make music with him to this day. He's the one that sang uh, lead vocals on Asking for a Friend. He's still okay. the one I send all my songs. Yeah, the the, the guitarist that I, I I met in seventh grade that we played Battle of the Bands together and stuff, he's playing with me and conversing with Oceans. You know, and it's like, awesome. just, I got I got so inspired by, you know, my, my the, the friends I grew up with in, in a moment's worth um, and, and now conversing. And it's like, it's kind of become this, uh, this, I guess this rotating, um, like we have a band, Danny's our drummer, uh, Chris is our guitarist, Johnny's our bassist, but like, it, they're all people I've known, uh, for a long time and, and we've grow, grown up kind of in the same circles, but, but yeah, I, I mean, I was watching, I was watching bands with them when I was little and practicing and learning my instruments with them. So that, that's, that's, uh, been a huge inspiration for me. Just, just those guys. Um, I'm trying to think of, or do you mean somebody more like more famous or more well-known? Oh, just anybody that you felt like yeah. inspired famous or not, just like somebody who you felt like had an impact uh, on you that kind of influenced yeah. you or motivated you. Um, some people that come to mind, my friend, uh, David Andronico, who um, I went to high school with, and he was just this genius of a guitar player. Um, just a virtuoso at like age 15, 16, I'd watch him shred on our stage, you know, at, at a, a guitar concerts um, in our high school. And, and um, we, we had some like other musicians like him um, that were just really involved in music that went on to do great things. Like he's uh, he's like scoring movies and doing commercials and stuff now. Um, and it's just so awesome. Yeah. It's, it's awesome to see, to see people like that, just, just thriving. Um, and, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, and it, not just in music. It's just, just cool to see the people I grew up with that are now um, teachers or doctors or nurses, and it's like, wow, man, like you're making a positive contribution towards society. You know, it's it's because I, I, I feel like everyone's really an artist, and and I was lucky enough to grow up around a lot of uh, good souls. Exactly. No, I get that, man, and I I wish I focused on that more when I was younger because like I the, my year 30 of my life has been a very interesting year because like it's like for so long my mind was so focused like I was in one train of thought for so long mm. and and lately I would say like the last year you know because my kids are getting older I got a four-year-old boy and a year and a half-year-old boy Aww. so like, my <laughs> son's just like just entering like the preschool era you know like taking yeah. him out and he grew up during COVID yeah. so he didn't get to socialize yeah. with a lot of kids yeah. so to see him yeah like go to preschool and like he's an awkward boy my oldest son is such an awkward boy well i mean what four-year-old isn't but and he's like yeah, i have a four-year-old you have a four-year-old too yeah a girl yeah so let me let me ask you about this and see if it like if it happens to you but my my son will go when he goes to the park or goes to school or anything that sees other kids he always refers to them as my friend right and yes yeah <laughs> like yes. he's always like that even though he's never met the kid he's just like that's my friend, that's my friend. That's my friend. Uh, and I'm like, oh, this is what little kids like want. Like little kids, like, yeah, they, yeah. they are the purest souls. They want, yeah. they want nothing but to like have friendship and to have fun. Absolutely. And, and I'm sure like cartoons influence that, television, whatever they're watching on. And you do too. Yeah. And so what the, like when they're doing that, it's like a reflection to me of when I see my son do that and just be like, his intent is to just have fun and to be warm-hearted to kids he doesn't know and that made yeah. kind of reflected back to me and made me think like why can't i do that with adults i mean it's slightly more awkward i guess for them but like like w this is what people are supposed to do they're just yeah, it's so deluded. natural yeah it's special it's natural it's it's just we've been deluded with the world for so yeah. long and behaviors yeah. that we've learned that kind of take mm -hmm. us away from the, that that natural inclination to bond with other people. 
And like, yeah. my kids have been the best gift ever since my kids have been born. It's made me learn so much more about myself. And yeah. I try Same. not to be that guy. Like, it's like, oh, kids will change your life. You should always have kids. You don't understand if you don't have kids. Or you're not tired yeah. unless you, you know, yeah. because we choose to have kids. It's our <laughs> responsibility. It's not any other people. Uh, yeah. really care for yeah. kids. And, uh, but it's just being around them, especially with them growing up, has yeah. helped me be yeah. a better version of myself. And yeah. I think that's kind of what kids naturally do because there are kids. Yeah. They're from yeah. us. So when we look in their eyes, we see a reflection of ourselves, of the good yeah. and the bad. Because yeah, they're absolutely better versions of us with more potential. We just got to yeah. try not to ruin them with yeah. our emotional baggage I, throughout yeah. their life. You yeah. know, like, yeah, you know, I don't know about like you come from uh, a foreign country. So you're a first generation immigrant. Mm-hmm. I know I would say, no, you're not because a first generation immigrant would be if your parents moved here. And you were born here. Yeah, were I'm born an immigrant. In yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, w- do you have any memories of like back there? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So we lived in in uh, Chechnya uh, for a little while, which is what Russia, like Russia and Chechnya, there was that big war. Yeah. Um, that was going on in the early '90s, the late '90s, and then Chechnya was completely leveled. But we were refugees because you know there were. So so part of my story is uh, my dad was uh, fortunate to have a job in India. He worked as, a, as an interpreter wow. uh, for a Soviet company back then. So we, we stayed in India most of the year for his work. It was about four years of my life. And then during the summers, we'd go back to, to Russia to stay with my grandparents. And I remember um, India, I remember quite well. Um, but Russia, like I just have memories of my grandparents going to their farmhouse, going to, I, I did like a pre, uh, I did kindergarten in Russia. Um, so I, I do remember those things, but I remember throughout the years as the war progressed, it got worse and worse there to like the point where we came there that last summer, we couldn't even really go outside. And then my grandmother would like call us and tell us like they're firing machine guns on the street. There's tanks out there. You cannot go back here. And so we had family in the Bronx that, that, that invited us to stay and, and you know, we, to come to the U.S., um, so we were very, very uh, blessed and, and you know l- lucky to be able to do that. But so, so, so we came here then. See, and and that's one thing that I've I found really interesting, complex about people's stories is that nothing's really simple. You know, like no. like something beautiful is always kind of born out of tragedy. Mm-hmm. Like similar mm-hmm. to your story, my, my father is from the Azores Islands off the coast of Portugal, and he's the oldest one of his siblings. And in their family, or like in Portuguese culture, the oldest son is required to go to the military. Uh, mm-hmm. and basically like a draft whenever they turn a certain age. And my my grandmother didn't want my dad to, because Portugal is in war in Angola, Africa. And my uh, yeah. my grandmother didn't want my dad to go. So that she told my grandfather, like, you got to sure. sell all the land. My son's not going to the war. Like, we're going to the United States. Because they had family here, I think, uh, in Massachusetts and on the West Coast in California. So when my dad moved to the United mm. States, he stayed in Boston for a little bit. And then my grandfather bought mm. some land in California, like in like Fresno and Tulare, like central California, mm-hmm. and uh, lived there since he was 17. So my dad, you know, coming from that, our parents coming from this generation that kind of dealt with un, like trauma and like environmental circumstance of things that they had no control of. Right. So. Sure. The way I like, and I, God, I wish I thought like I thought about this when I was a kid because growing up with a father who barely spoke English, had a deep mm-hmm. accent, wasn't like educated because he had he's been working manual labor since he was in fifth grade, and uh, strong man, strong man, like and yeah. growing up I thought like you know I'm comparing him to like dads I had on like that you saw on the Disney Channel that my friends had in Oregon and you're like why can't my dad be like that and the older yeah. I got. I realized that I have, there's an advantage to be like that. And I, I was thinking the wrong way of thinking like, oh, what, why is my dad different? And I learned later on in life that it's good to be different, that my yeah. dad dealt with adversity and cer- yeah. like handled circumstances out of his control, had a family and raised his family, you know? Mm. And, you know, last year, my, uh, I've talked about this before, but my mother passed away. 
And I'm sorry. I'm, I, oh, th thank you. I, I appreciate that. And it's like, I see a side of my dad that I never saw before because him and my mom were married for about 39 years. And, wow. you know, and my, they're kind of two different generations. My mom's 10 years younger. My dad was six, my dad's 65. My mom is, was 54 when she passed away. And so like two different generations of people, two different parts of the world coming together and building something beautiful. And yeah. to see that, or like to see that as inspiring. And now I kind of see it like my dad in a different view where I'm like, yeah. okay, like you are an amazing person who dealt with adversity, took care of your family and provided us a good life. That's all we should really expect from our parents. And for your yeah. parents to like, you know, be told that they can't go back to their, yeah. to their home and that yeah. they, they go somewhere else and then manage to have a family and to raise yeah. a good person and a person yeah. that is willing to willing and a, able to express love and from like spread love, like in a global way, like you tour, you play music, lots of people love your music and it provides a people of together, like a feeling of togetherness and community. And yeah, I just like, I just want you to know that like, I don't, you know, I'm sure you get told it a lot, but like, I really appreciate the fact that you, you do what you do. And if it might sound very narcissistic to like, to, for me to say, like, like, I hope that like, if there's anything I can do to help you, uh, whether or not it's promotion, uh, get like spreading, kind of getting your music out there more, which I'll do like promoting you. Well, this this is it. You're, you're doing everything. I mean, the, the fact that you, you know, you're, you're here talking. Thank you. No, dude, anytime. I, I appreciate you talking with me. And like, I've already learned so much from you. Um, what you're doing is inspiring. Keep doing what you're doing. Don't stop. Likewise. Uh, you know, and keep listening to those impulses. Like every time you wake up and dream, think of me and be like, you know what? I'm going to write a song because we talked about this on, on the podcast on the wild. Yeah. Absolutely. But if I could ask you something before, sure. before we end this, um, what, what, how did you come up with your name conversing with oceans? Cause that's a very, like, it's, it's a, I don't think I've ever heard a band with converse in their name, but it works. Like hearing your name sounds cool. Don't know what it means, but it's very intriguing and interesting. And like, makes you kind of like want to look more into it. Like what, how did you come up with that? So I had a list of names that I was thinking of when I was like writing these songs that were more or less for like my new solo project when I was branching out from A Moment's Worth. And I, I realized that these songs were kind of more introspective um, than my lyrics before. I was trying to kind of cover new territory. And we were making a list of names. And I think my wife actually suggested the name Conversing with Oceans. And as soon as I heard it, you know, when you just feel something like, whoa, like, all right, that speaks to me. And yep. it works for many levels with me because like part of, part of my journey is obviously like what the stuff I told you about physically, like I, I never had um, a sense of home in one place, especially like growing up. It's like, you know, I was a transplant. I was a, in a country where I didn't know the language or the people or the culture. So like for me, it was always like, and I would call my grandparents overseas a lot. Um, I just felt like I was just trying to combine different um parts of myself almost like you know you're you're um talking to, to different continents different areas that you're trying to bring together yeah. um but also it's like i love like i feel like where my art comes from is a place of peace and solitude and like just getting quiet enough to hear that voice inside and like for me that's always like whenever i'm by myself like next to a body of water like an ocean you know um, that, that speaks to me deeply. Like I've always just, um, felt very at home and at peace near a giant body of water, um, Same, preferably dude. with not, not a lot of people around and just, you know, being able to, 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 to hear, yeah, the, the waves, just, just, just the feeling of, of being there. Um, so yeah, that, yeah, I guess that's kind of where, where the, the name just spoke to my heart because it's like, um, it's an embodiment of what the songs, um, are conveying see that's that's a good benefit to listen to the inner voice the inner like perspective like i've i've learned that recently like 
you know, we all have that like inner voice that is either mm -hmm. guiding us, misguiding us, or whatever we per like perceive from it, whatever yeah, it comes sure. from. And I've just learned to listen to it. Just like mm -hmm. it's a guiding kind of voice. It's there for a reason. Everybody has it. Nobody can yeah. really explain it. It's really just our subconscious talking to us and, yeah. and hey, stay alive. Keep doing what you're doing and discover more things about yourself. Yeah. Try to put those puzzle pieces together, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's cool. Like that that makes sense. And uh, that's super freaking awesome. Just like you, I think for a good artist to actually take the time to be like, because some people just randomly put letters together to create names, you know, like they just randomize it. And the fact that like, you know, you're like, okay, I'm I'm floating some names. And then somebody close to you that knows you better than most people hits you up with the idea of your name. Because that's kind of like what happened with mine. When my wife was like, what are you going to name your podcast? I'm like, well, I wanted to do something with like the Pacific. I love the name. Best, you know, keep Portland weird kind of thing. Yeah. But I was kind of like, I like something with the wild. And she's like, what about yeah. the wild weird? And I was like, yeah, yeah but that, that, does that sound more like like jackass of like the jackass of Portland, like people doing stunt videos or whatever. And she's like, no, she's like, she's like, that's kind of what you are. She's like, yeah, it's, it's awesome. She's like, you're the weirdest person I know. You really don't make any sense. You're an anomaly. You look like, you look like the young version of Mario, the, like Mario and Luigi. Like you just look like a, like you'd be tossing pizza <laughs> down here or uh, something. And I'm like, thanks. You're, you're a handsome dude. You're a handsome oh, dude. You, I, I think you she meant that too. And you know, the, la the last couple of years have been struggling because I've been losing my hair. My hair, I'm going through that bald man phase. And you're all right. I think it makes it even harder. Is that because you know I heard you get your hair gene from your mother's side of the family, right? So me and my brother are as we're getting older, my brother's 38, and as we're getting older, our hair is kind of going. My dad has luscious long hair. Just like That's hard. a full That's hard, yeah. He's 65 years old. You know, I go to my dad's house and I'm like, I walk yeah. in and he'll be standing in front of the mirror, combing his hair back, like uh, full on grease. Rub it in, rub it in. Yeah. Looking like Elvis. And I'm just like, uh, come on. Oh my man. God. <laughs> it's depressing. He's like, and then, or like he'll walk by me and like rub my head. He'd be like, slowly going, man. Slowly going. I'm like, I know. <laughs> Not your fault, though. <laughs> But, dude, you know, I really oh appreciate you coming on and talking to me and taking the time out of your day. Same. Same. Um, Thank you. But is there anything you'd like to promote? Um, promote? Uh, any, like, like anything so you'd like yes. about coming in the near future? So, so we just today actually announced that we're doing an EP release show. And um, if you, it's going to be on September 16th. Okay. A few songs that we've been working on that that we're very excited about. Uh, just just a couple, nothing crazy, but we're releasing that uh, that at uh, an undisclosed location so far. So if you want the details, just message us. Okay. And I'll I'll send you. The only rule is you can't tell anybody else. So I will just, not. I'll I'll. <laughs> so if you message us and we send you the details, that's like for you and like, um yeah. So so for now, and, and then um we are working on a new full length album. And I'm really, really excited for this one because it's been in the works. One thing I did over um, the pandemic and, and, and that, that whole time was I, I released songs very consistently. I tried to do like a song a month, a song every other month. But this time I've had to be like, okay, let me get together a bunch of songs that are cohesive in message, in spirit, in maybe in style and not put them out, but really very deliberately try to shape something that took time to develop and, and, and kind of grew into its own thing. So oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, we're, we're nearing the end of that process and that's going to be later on, but EP the 16th and then album coming soon. So um, yeah, and just looking forward to, to making more music. That's awesome, man. I look forward to listening to it. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Anytime, anytime. I mean, if I would love to have you on again sometime, do a part two of this. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be honored. Thank you to Eliza and the Hot Moms Club for uh, for the kind words and, and and connecting us. Too means it means means a lot. So yeah, dude. No, like Eliza's. That's another thing. Like in that episode, you know, I discovered that she's like a fellow Portuguese. Like she's from this. Yeah, the I, re I remember you guys talking about that. Sure. Oh my god, that was a fun time yeah. because I had like friends of like, did you do making jokes like, oh, did you just accidentally find a cousin? 
or yeah, like, your family. I'm like, well, we could be. But the weird thing is, it's like Vera, like her last name is Vera. And it's one, one, you know how like some countries or cultures have like a common last name? Like sure. my last name has like multiple different spellings that are common. And Vera is a fairly common name in Portuguese like culture. I, I know a lot of Veras. So like we could be like distantly related by marriage, yeah. but it's a fairly common last name. A lot of people who yeah. are related have that last name. It's really interesting how Portuguese people, I've learned interesting things about Portuguese culture because one thing I know, okay. So when you think of, Portuguese culture, what's the first thing that comes to your head? Do you, do you assume Spanish? Like it's Hispanic yeah, culture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So most people think that, right? Because of like either Cristiano Ronaldo, the soccer player, or just like the vibe they get from the flag or whatever. But like Portuguese culture basically comes from Eastern Europe. Like uh, mm. the people from, makes sense, I think yeah. it was uh, Belarus or Lebanon, Ukraine, people that migrated a long time ago towards the Western part of Europe. And I think it was in the 1800s where the king of Portugal, because they spoke like, I think, some form of like a language known mm -hmm. from Eastern Europe. But the president or the king of Portugal at the time just loved how Spanish sounded and mandated mm -hmm. everybody learn his like Spanish and learn wow. like, that dialect. Yeah. And I, I didn't was, know like, that. So I didn't know that until like, I just had the curiosity of looking it up and I might be getting the details off a little bit, but I remember like them saying like the only reason why Portuguese people speak that language is because the, the guy at the time just changed it up. It was like, I like yeah. the sound of it. <laughs> so, like, that's a lot of power. Yeah. No, that's, it's a lot of power. And it's really interesting because it's like if you like look at different parts of Portugal, there's a variety of people. Some people look are dark complected, look smith, have like deep tan, dark hair. And then some people are blonde. And they've lived there just as long as other families. And it's like, it's a very interesting. And then you got the integration and colonization of Northern Africa. Sure. So you got like a lot of interesting people in one culture. And I think I benefited from that with my dad because there's not like a racist prejudice bone in my dad's body because even on the mm -hmm. islands, he was raised with a variety of people and nobody thought anything sure. of it. And that was back in the seventies, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, so like growing up with that culture and then integrating into Portland, I've lived in, I grew up in Portland from age three to age 25. Yeah. And just to like be integrated with all that is like, like a blessing. Cause I don't know what I would have done yeah. if I grew up in like Tulsa, Oklahoma, you know, like, yeah. or like somewhere in the Midwest. Like, I feel like it's a blessing growing up in Portland just be, to be exposed. Yeah, I've to never been, I'd love parts. to, I'd love, I'd love to go one day. I've never been to Portland, but never been to Portland. So, no, no. So much good music out of there. I've always wanted to go. Oh, dude, you'd love it. For one, like, no, no. uh, do you have Netflix at all? Sure. If you ever have a chance, there's two food kind of documentaries that I think there's one called Everybody Feeds Phil and Street Car or Street Street Food USA. And they do like cities that talk about their food culture. No. And both of them. Can, have can you send me the names? Because I'll, def I'll definitely forget. If you, just send, send me the names. And, and I'll send you the names. Like, yeah, thank you. And it's nice to I'll see that like Portland's kind of getting known for its cuisine and like its food yeah. art culture. And yeah. I feel like that's a good introduction into like, oh, okay, this giving people a reason to be interested in Portland and kind of look past yeah. those biases to be like, everybody loves yeah. food, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Are you uh, an Anthony Bourdain fan? I, I used to be you know obviously i haven't yeah. watched this stuff in years yeah yeah so so he's got he's got my favorite uh like books and just just stuff on travel and food so it's heartbroken when he passed oh dude it's sad and i mean like the dude was so complex you know yeah. like it's kind of it's interesting to see a guy like him that was given so much freedom on a network that a lot of people didn't and it's because he knew what he was talking about you know the guy was so yeah. knowledgeable but was so relatable at the same time yeah. very wise man yeah you know and yeah, i don't know i just if you ever have the chance to come to portland check out the food uh downtown portland, sketchy. they got the most amount of homeless people like but still great portland's just yeah. it's going through a lot of change right now you know so and it's, it's a beautiful it's a city the, oh, everything's going through so much we're going through so much change you know yeah. but man i really appreciate you coming on and speaking with me taking no. your time same and wonderful conversation uh uh yeah, everybody no, appreciate it. go to conversing with oceans on instagram check his stuff out on youtube follow him wherever you get your like listen to him wherever you get your music i believe you're on apple spotify wherever you can get it 
Um, yeah, thank you. And just give him a listen. Good music, good yeah. vibes, uh, great conversationalist, great man. Thank you so much, my friend. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I hope you have a wonderful day. Show. Thank you. And a safe drive. Uh, thank you, you too. Thank you, thank man. You. I, Enjoy those kiddos. I look forward to talking to you again. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll do it again soon. Thank you, brother. Thank you, man. Have a wonderful day. Peace, love, and happiness. You too. Thank Peace. you.